All right, episode five of Failure is Progress presented by Sweat Factory CrossFit. We are your hosts, Coach Keith and Coach Frankie. We made it to episode number five. We're here, brother. Thank you to everyone who's been following and subscribing. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe wherever it is that you are listening. We are trying to get to 100 followers so that we can start to grow this thing a little bit quicker. Also, we want to remind you that our next competition, Festivus Games, presented by Sweet Cups Chef, is coming up on October 21st, 2023. It'll be placed at both Clermont and Rockledge locations of Sweat Factory. If you sign up before September 23rd, you will get your free shirt. So don't don't skimp out on the free shirt. Yeah, you're definitely going to want that free shirt. All right. So let's get right into the episode. Today's topic, one of my favorites, thanks to you, <laughs> recovery. Just had my first competition this weekend and recovery has been slow. And absolutely crushed it. Did a great <laughs> job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about this, man. What, um, first of all, you know, I think there's a, a misconception by most people that recovery just means resting. So what different kinds of recovery are there? And I think there is some, I guess... I guess it's kind of subjective, you know, for some people, but there are actual different levels of recovery. You know, there's active recovery. What what different stages of recovery are there? Um, I, I guess I wouldn't classify it as stages per se, um, but I think it, like you mentioned, it is wildly uh, subjective because it's based off of how you feel. Um, Resting is a great way to recover, but there are ways that we can uh, speed up recovery. Like you mentioned, active recovery. Um, I wouldn't say that there's a different level, but definitely a different type of recovery. Um, active recovery, meaning contracting the muscles that you used in your workout that are sore um, to kind of flush the system, if you will, um, get some of that lactic acid to, to flush off your muscles and... Um, and all of that jazz. So, so let's, I guess let's break this down a little bit more. Um, you know, you're a, a five day a week athlete who goes to CrossFit hour, hour and a half a day. Um, is it more beneficial for you to go home and relax? Or is it more beneficial for you to prioritize a different workout that you would label as recovery? Um, I, I think it would be very hard for you to go from a really high intensity effort and then go into another uh, traditional like Metcon style workout and not push the pace because you're already kind of revved up. Um, but to answer your question, I think the best thing you could do um, if you are a five day a week athlete, your goal is to lose weight and you're not really focused on competition at all. Uh, the best thing you can do is just hit that foam roller right after your workout. Um, that's a great way to pseudo stay moving, but also you're going to lengthen out your fascia. You're going to increase your blood flow to the muscles that are that were working the hardest. Um, and that's going to allow you to recover a little bit faster. You're going to get that healthy oxygen into your blood and flush out all the um, quote unquote bad blood out and uh, just re revitalize that that muscle group a lot faster. Yeah, I think that's important. I was listening to a podcast this morning and um, the legend Chris Hinshaw was talking about how our workouts typically end abruptly. 
you know, we'll, we'll ramp up slowly, uh, you know, first five to 10 minutes, we'll, we'll warm up and get our blood flowing, get our muscles a little loose. Then we'll probably go through some progressions um, or some strength building for a good 10 to 15 minutes. And then we'll get into our Metcon and the Metcon will be where we really, you know, raise that heart rate to the highest and, and get ourselves moving the, the hardest. As soon as the Metcon is over, some people will just pass out on the floor. A few others will pass out in front of a fan and then they're done. And uh, one thing that Chris was talking about was the necessity to kind of cool off and taper towards the end, you know, instead of um, making your heart rate scale or your heart rate um, meter, so to speak, look like a mountain that just falls off. It, it should look more like a hill that kind of goes up and then tapers down. And I know that over the past few months, uh, I do this thing where I will kind of hit the assault bike for five minutes after every workout. And it's definitely helped me with my recovery a lot. Um, the other thing is, is the foam roller. Like if there's one thing I hate, it's a foam roller, but you sold <laughs> me on it because I've seen the benefits. I definitely feel better whenever I foam roll after a workout. I like to foam roll before I come in and work out as well. Um, it just really loosens the muscles up and, you know, really puts me, puts my body in a state where I feel that I'm able to get into the workout and get out of the workout more recovered and, and prepared for the next day. Um, talking about, you know, active recovery, right? Let's say that you are somebody who's, who's getting into, you know, competitions or whatnot. Um, one thing that I've told, told a lot of my athletes, it's just, it's perfectly okay to go really hard one day and then kind of take the next day and go a little bit um, less intense, right? Lower the, the intensity, maybe don't go as heavy, maybe don't go as hard. You're still there. You're still active. You're still moving. Um, would that be considered recovery from the day before? Um, does it all depend obviously on the workout, but would that be a good way to recover and give yourself or set yourself up to heal your body so that you can continue to, um, to go through these kind of intense workouts throughout the week? Absolutely. Um, if you are, if your goal is for competition and you want to, you know, Monday, you want to hit it hard, you want to do your mixed modal stuff, you want to do your heavy training sessions. And then on Tuesday, you're feeling super beat up, super sore. Um, that would be uh, the perfect time to hit some aerobic capacity and use that as like a flush day, but also work on, like we mentioned earlier, your engine, um, which is going to be your cardiovascular endurance, um, and your res respiratory endurance. Those are things that um, you're not going to really need to go into super high intensity or lifting heavy weights to do. It's not going to beat up your joints as much, usually depending on what you're doing. Um, so yeah, that, that would be a great flow. And then on Wednesday, you could hit it hard again and, you know, hit that mixed modal stuff, some lift some heavy stuff. And then if you want to, on Thursday, feeling beat up again, yeah, throw in some more ACAP, uh, aerobic capacity, <coughs> excuse me, um, and use that aerobic capacity as a um, recovery. The thing with using aerobic capacity as recovery is you have to make sure that it's true aerobic work. If you are um, getting into 
uh, like your heart rate is elevated for too long, you're going to start to get into more of an anaerobic system. And then that's going to ruin your next training session because you're no longer a recovering. And then B, you're no longer really working on um, that aerobic capacity. You're you're getting into like uh, the fast switch muscle fibers and all of that jazz. So just making sure that you're keeping your heart rate down. It should be elevated just above warm up uh, range. I know the popular term now is uh, zone two. Everybody's doing zone two <laughs> training now. That's my favorite. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, hit some of that zone two training, build your uh, aerobic engine, and uh, that will definitely help with some recovery. And and talking about that, you know, I, I just finished working out for an hour, right? What time domain should I be looking at to do that zone two training or, or that recovery work? You know, um, let's say I've got another half an hour. Should I be dedicating 15 minutes to sitting on the foam roller and then another 15 minutes to, to zone two, should I put 20 minutes on, on, on zone two and then, you know, 10 minutes on the foam roller or does it not need to be that long? Could it be like five minutes and five minutes? Um, if you're, you know, like the five a day week or five, five a day athlete. <laughs> yeah. Five a day five in a, a week. week athlete. Yeah, five a week. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> five, five sessions in one day. Five, no. a day, five <laughs> a days are hard, man. I know Rich Browning. Uh, no, if you're five in a week, uh, athlete, with a without the goal of competing, then yeah, five to 10 minutes afterwards, just so that you do get some of that uh, recovery in and then hop on a foam roller, make sure you know, you got some good blood flowing in um, is more than enough. You don't probably don't need any more than that. If you are a competitor, I would say there's not a whole lot of reason to go to the extreme past your longest event. So if you're a local competitor, most of your events are going to be anywhere from five to the longest would probably be 20 minutes. Um, so if you're hitting that aerobic capacity or your active recovery after your uh, Metcon, which for a competitor directly after your high intensity effort is probably the best time to do that aerobic work um, because you've already burnt through all the anaerobic systems, your phosphate systems and all of that. Um, all you have left is your aerobic system to work with. Right. So that's kind of the best time to do it. Um, but yeah, if your longest event is going to be 20 minutes, then hit it for 20 minutes and just make sure you're moving for that 20 minutes. There's no breaks. Um, you shouldn't be breathing extremely hard. It should be very uh, comfortable, if you will. And I think it's important to also designate why the recovery is so important for different aspects, right? Um you know, if you're a five a week athlete, like we're talking about, recovery is important because you want to take care of your body. You want to be able to still go home and cook meals. You want to be able to go home and take care of your kids. You want to be able to <laughs> go to work the next day, yeah. you know, or go to work the rest of the day if you're working out in the mornings. Yeah. Um, but if you are, you know, going to competitions and, and, you know, working on competitions, even if you're just extra competitive on the weekends, um, that recovery is is more important as well because you want to be able to last right um it's important to train your body so that it can recover during workouts um you know that's another thing that i just learned listening to hinshaw which it didn't really occur to me but the ability of your body to be able to flush out that lactic acid while you're still performing is is kind of one of the staples of crossfit and, and what makes it so difficult right if you go too hard so hard that you build up all that lactic acid and then your body can't recover while you're doing the rest of the workout. You're not going to last. 
Um, so they, they both go hand in hand. Um, we want to be able to take care of our bodies and be able to do our, our daily chores and our daily lives. But we also want to be able to recover while we're in our workouts and be able to get through our workouts without, you know, suffering. Um, it's happened to me. It's happened, I'm sure, to everybody listening where you get started in your workout. You feel really good. You start going really heavy. You start going really fast. And then all of a sudden, second round comes in and you're like, where did it all go? And third round, you're like, turn it off. I don't want to do it anymore. You know, um, it, it happens. Um, so the, the different types of, of recovery are important, but taking care of our bodies is obviously the, the biggest thing here. Um, speaking of important, how important is our nutrition for our recovery? And, and can poor nutrition hinder our recovery? Absolutely. Um, nutrition is probably if, if somebody isn't recovering in a manageable time frame, uh, again, for our everyday member, who who doesn't have a goal of competing you have usually 24 hours before your next workout so we need to make sure that you're recovering within that 24 hour period for most of our competitors you have one to two hours in between your events so we need to make sure you're recovering much much faster um but as far as nutrition goes <coughs> excuse me if you don't have the proper nutrition in that 24 hours for our um, everyday athletes once you come back in, you are going to be much more beat up than you would be had you had some proper nutrition. So um, in CrossFit, we have a theoretical hierarchy of athlete development and nutrition is the base of that pyramid um, because it's it's the foundation of everything. Whether you are trying to lose weight, gain muscle, perform better, um, whatever you do, um, it's going to be based off of, of how those. well your yeah how well your nutrition is um nutrition has way more importance than just recovery but yeah poor nutrition can definitely um hinder your your recovery and then that's going to hinder your performance which isn't going to allow you to get the results that you're looking for so having like a glass of bourbon after class is probably not the best thing for me it's probably not the <laughs> best thing for you um but psychologically, it helps. Man. <laughs> yeah. So no, it, in all, in it, all it, if it relaxes you enough <laughs> and, you know, gets probably get some blood flowing. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, one thing you told me leading up to the competition I just did, um, we were talking about what my plan was for specifically between my workouts, how I would recover. Um, you know, growing up, all we've ever heard is you want to make sure to have your protein within an hour of your workout that's when your body is repairing and that's when you get the most benefit. And I think a lot of science has kind of dismissed some of that. Um, it's not as important for specific workouts as it is for others. Um, but one thing that you told me was make sure that as soon as your workout is over, you're getting some form of simple carb, right? Correct. Versus a complex carb. Can you explain the reasoning for that? By the way, it worked really well, <laughs> but can you explain why it works so well? Absolutely. Um, when we're doing high, intens high intensity efforts, uh, you just rip through glycogen. Uh, glycogen, is most of it is stored in your muscles, and that's what allows you to get those high intensity efforts. Um, I mean, CrossFit is a glycolytic sport, so we're going to use a ton of sugars to be able to perform the actual sport. The quicker we can replenish that uh, glycogen store in your muscles, <laughs> excuse me, 
the quicker those muscles can recover and be ready for work again. Um, and even if they aren't completely recovered, like let's say, you know, you haven't flushed or anything like that, um, you're still going to have the energy to perform. You may not want to because, you know, you're still hurting from the last event or whatever the case is, but it won't be a thing to where as you start the event and you're like two reps into the event and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so freaking tired right now that right. I can't lift my arms or whatever. Um, and simple carbs, just because usually they absorb faster. Um, so it's like almost injecting yourself <laughs> with a needle <laughs> uh, straight into the bloodstream. Um, complex carbs are, that's why they're called complex. They take a little bit longer to break down. So for the, for the glycogen or glucose to get to your muscles, um, it's just going to take a little bit longer. Um, I would, however, say that this is a caveat for competition, A, because you don't have as much time to recover. Like I mentioned before, you got one to two hours before your next event. It's not like a regular training day. I wouldn't. Right. In your normal training, be crushing. Um, what's what's the one that everybody's doing right now? Sour Patch Kids. Everybody's like, <laughs> after their one hour workout, they're taking a fistful of Sour Patch Kids to the face, and I'm like, ah, that's not really what we're trying to do here. <laughs> but yeah. I get your intentions, but let's just have a well balanced meal after your regular training sessions, and then during competition, that's fine. Yeah, it was very different. Uh, like I said, we talked about it beforehand, and you suggested simple carbs. I, I was going to take. Um, English muffins with peanut butter and just down those after my competitions. And you said you might want to throw some jelly in there. And jelly is not something that I typically eat with with my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because I just don't care for it. Mm. Um, so I did get some some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Listen to your advice. <laughs> I also got a nice gallon of sweet tea. Yes, sir. And uh, it's been a while since I had full-on sugar sweet tea it was amazing uh but yeah you're you were 100 percent right i went into my workouts i did not feel depleted i did not feel weak i actually felt really strong and supercharged and i felt like i performed a lot better than i anticipated um now during the week whenever i'm recovering whenever i finish my workout and typically what i do is i'll go for a hard workout in the morning and then i'll kind of taper off throughout the day and then have another light workout in the afternoon because I'm coaching. So I'll kind of go through some of the motions and, and I consider that a workout. Um, so in some cases I actually do a workout just before I coach the class. Mm -hmm. So it's very different. I definitely don't go all in on sugars. As soon as my workouts over, uh, I'll usually come home and have just a nice balanced meal of, you know, 40% protein, 30 carb, 30 fats. Um, but definitely it's different in competition, man. Uh, it, it was, it was crazy. So what would it be like if I did do that? Uh, and I'm not competing. If I, if I finished my workout at 9 AM mm -hmm. worked out from nine to 10 AM and then at 10 AM had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a cup of sweet tea, I mean, would I refuel and then just have an excess of carbs or like, is that overdoing it? Nine times out of 10, you're, if, um, if you're not really dialed in with your nutrition and you are eating a ton of simple carbs right after your workout, that part isn't the problem. The problem is the other meals that you're having the rest of the day, you're probably going to go way over on the calories that you actually need for your daily energy expenditure. Um, so that's kind of where the problem comes into. 
most people are, um, like I said, crushing a handful of um, <laughs> Sour, Patch <kids. laughs> Sour Patch Kids right after their workout. And then they're still eating the same way they normally eat throughout right. the rest of the day. Um, I would much rather you, um, after your workouts, maybe have a, a, uh, a little bit more carbohydrates, even if they're complex carbohydrates, um, in your next meal rather than you having just a fistful of, of candy or whatever right. the case is. Um, for instance, me personally, I have a, uh, I just call it a beef bowl. So it's just ground uh, beef, I have probably 150 grams of rice, um, salsa. I think I do 200 grams of salsa, 200 grams of black beans. And then there's this cilantro garlic uh, sauce that I put on top of it. Just mix that up and I eat that. And it's oh, a so, little bit. So chipotle. <laughs> yeah, maybe a healthier version. There's not quite as much sodium. There's not quite as much uh, uh, sugar in the meat and all of that. Um, but yeah, basically now just I'm a hungry. Chipotle bowl. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm hungry. Yeah, man, that's that's uh that's actually a really a really good uh, uh prescription right there is is a little bit more carbs. Maybe I should probably dial in my carbs a little bit better. Um it, it's something that I've been experimenting with. One of our coaches, Coach Lauren from the Groland Gym, has actually suggested that I start using carbs a little bit more to my advantage. I've, I've been mostly ketogenic, um, for the past five or six years, just because I, I, I feel like my gut performs better. I feel better, um, when, when I'm not having a ton of carbs, but you know, I, I tested her theory one day and, and had steak and sweet potato one night and then came out the next day and, and did like the hardest level of workout and completely crushed it. And I was like, Wow, <laughs> you know, it was like carbs equal domination. No. It, it, that's what it felt like, honestly. <laughs> yeah. um, and and it, it's funny, I didn't take sweet potato for the competition this weekend. I probably should have, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm starting to experiment more with that, and I guess I, I should experiment with it on the back end too throughout the week. Um, you know, after after working out in the mornings and then and then dialing in that side of it. Um, I think it's also helping with the recovery too, because I'm not experiencing soreness like I have in the past, even though I'm working out way more than I used to mm. three or four months ago. Um, ever since I started coaching, it feels like I'm working out all day, um, which is a great thing, but I was getting a little bit more sore in the past than I am now. It feels like my body is, is adapting better. And um, definitely the nutrition side is, is what I credit the most to that. Nutrition and foam roller. Yeah. You, you got me sold on the foam roller. Man. Um, <laughs> One thing I did want to point out about the um, active recovery. Active recovery is only recovery if you train it. Um, you'll see a lot of people that, you know, after their workouts, a lot of competitors, I should say, after their workouts, they don't really do anything or they just, you know, foam roll after their workouts. But then on competition day, after their events, they'll go jump on an assault bike. If that is you, you are not doing active recovery after those events. You're just doing another workout. Active recovery is only active recovery if you actually train that way. That way your aerobic system has adapted to that stimulus so that it can use that lactic acid as fuel to recover. Can you be more specific with that? So what do you mean by if you train that way? So you have to have a like a, almost like a second type of programming just for your recovery? 
Uh, I wouldn't say uh, programming because programming is something that's going usually going to be have some type of periodization to it. Uh, I would just say a recovery protocol, like every day, no matter what the workout is, this is what I do for recovery. I jump on an assault bike for 10 minutes at zone, we'll call it zone two, um, or just a, a breathing pace. And then okay. I foam roll for five minutes and then I do some, um, mobility. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the, the, um, science, scientific, no, not scientific term, but the, the industry term for what it's called dynamic, some dynamic stretching <clears throat> instead of like longer static stretching, I'm just going to hit some dynamic stretching. Um, and all of that is going to tie into my active recovery post-workout. Okay. If, if that's not something that you do on a regular basis, it's not something you train, your body hasn't adapted to using that as a recovery. So if you only did it on your competition days, you're just going to be making yourself more tired <laughs> because your, your body isn't going to know how to adjust to that extra stimulus that you're giving it on competition day. Okay, I understand. And is this something that anyone can just jump right into? Like you said, is this something that we should work up into? You know, if I decide, like I, when I started jumping on the assault bike for five minutes every day, I didn't really ramp up to it. Um, I probably did two or three days where I was just sitting on the assault bike and I think I was somewhere around 150 watts for the five minutes. Then after about four or five days, I started trying to go for 50 calories in five minutes whatever the pace didn't matter. I just went for 50 calories in five minutes. Um, sometimes I would get most of those calories in the first three minutes and then slow down. But my goal was 50 calories in five minutes. And that's kind of what I've been sticking to. And I feel like it's working. Um, but is this something that we should just jump right into? Or should we, you know, slow, slowly get into it? Obviously, if you're one of our athletes, talk to one of us, and we can probably help you game plan this. But yeah, how, how should we jump into that? Um, yeah, honestly, it just depends on how much time you have and what and what your goals are. So if you're that everyday athlete that we were talking about before, and let's say you take a 6 a.m. class and you have to be gone by 6.15, so you only have that extra 15 minutes, um, jump on the assault. Yeah, you can just jump right into hitting the assault bike for 10 minutes and foam rolling for five and then get out of there and go to work. Uh, if you're a competitor and, you know, you have an extra hour after your workout, then you can lengthen it out to an hour. But as far as active recovery goes, it's not a thing that should be, um, it's, it's not as damaging on the, the muscles as your like high intensity efforts. So yeah, if you can, if you have the time for it, you probably, it, it should be your maximal, maximum sustainable pace. So okay. a, a pace that you can lengthen out as long as you want to. Uh, if you're having to take a break during your active recovery, yeah. it's no longer recovery. Yeah, you're, you're pushing too hard at that point. But yeah, you can start out doing an extra hour of active recovery if you if you have the time for it. Awesome, man. So so let's summarize this a little bit. Um, if you want to eat a lot of sour patch kits, <laughs> start getting into more competitions. Yeah. If you want to take care of your body, start prioritizing your recovery and your nutrition definitely. Um, and <laughs> what else we got? Um, and, and if you need any help with any of this, feel free to reach out to either of us or any of the coaches at any of our gyms. We'll be more than happy to help you design a protocol for Absolutely. yourselves. Um, but my recommendation is pick something you hate, like an assault bike or 
a rower, maybe a skier. Pick something you hate. Um, even a jog, right? Even a would jog, be great. Yeah. If you hate running, go for a light 400 meter jog after your workouts. Um, I really like attacking things that I hate. I think uh, usually we hate things that are our weaknesses. Exactly. It's a it's a nice little uh, cheat code. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that, you that's... don't hate it because you're bad at it. You're bad at it because you hate it. <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. That's a good way to look at it. I'm I'm bad at running, <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, that's that's a uh, really good information. I appreciate it, and and like I said, thank you so much for the uh, for the tips going into my comp. Like I said, I felt supercharged. I felt great, and you uh, did great, man. There was there was also that you know, heat of competition. Yeah, you know, yeah, those yeah. uh th that excitement running through you so it was very fun um speaking of competition guys one more time if you have not signed up for the festivus games october 21st 2023 at claremont or rockledge please do so we uh, have the links on our facebook page we have the link on our website um, festivus games presented by sweet cups chef and again the t-shirt deadline is september 23rd make sure you get in before then I think we're starting to fill up, man. I know we've we've added quite a few teams since the last podcast, so it's getting exciting. And that'll do it for episode five. Thank you again for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe and please share this with anyone who you think will enjoy it. Like I said, we're trying to get to our 100 subscribers so that we can start to uh, grow this thing and, and really start getting more value for you. Thanks again. Have a good one. Take care, guys.